This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Hello, it's Mark here. Welcome to the Clonmel Podcast for this Good Friday, the 15th of April. We're on episode 81. And the podcast is brought to you by County Tipperary Skillnet. Flexible, industry-relevant, subsidised training for people in business. Find out more at countytipperaryskillnet.com or call 052-61-91105. Skillnet Island is funded from the National Training Fund through the Department of Further and Higher Education, Research, Innovation and Science. So, how was your week? Hope it was good, I hope. Well done again. Wow, this is great news to United Cricket Clonmel, who beat Division 3 champions Waterford District by nine wickets. These boys are on a roll. Come on, UCC, keep it going. By the way, loving the Easter-themed roundabout by Tesco on the Powerstown Road. I was out that way during the week. Lovely bunnies, Easter eggs, all that going on there. So well done to everyone involved there. Also, well done to the Clonmel Scout Group who are giving our Tidy Towns volunteers a hand this week, picking up litter in the rain, may I add. You may have seen them around town during the week. Uproar Rock Chorus sang Under the Arches last Saturday and thanks to your generosity raised 1,600 euros, oh yes, for the Ukrainian Disaster Fund. And what about Prism at the Kickham Barracks? Did you go to the show? Wasn't it truly spectacular? Well done to everyone involved there and cannot wait to see another performance at the Kickham Barracks. On the downside, we also found out that over 400 people on the outpatient list have been waiting over 18 months to be seen at Tipperary University Hospital. That's not good news. This is though, with 15,000 euros in funding, has been provided to upgrade Mulcahy Park's playground. That's a great facility there, isn't it? And finally, good luck to the Clonmel Boxing Club who are having their Good Friday fundraiser this evening at the Talbot Hotel. I believe it's the 27th, so uh, have a good one. So, what is coming up this week on the Clonmel Podcast? Well, I meet up with two really good guys, Paddy O'Mahony and Ricky Ryan from Big Bang Drumming. Lots of laughs during this interview, mostly from me. I also check in with Phil Guida on his 1,000-kilometre walk cycle for Concert. I'll tell you about a Lions Club collection happening in town tomorrow. And all together, breathe in and breathe out. Meditation at St. Oliver's Parish Hall. I will tell you more about this in a few moments' time. The Clonmel Podcast. But first, it's our weekly check-in with Phil Guida, who's out raising funds for Concert. I'm back on the Blue Way this morning, on this Friday morning, Good Friday, to catch up with Phil Guida. Phil, welcome to the podcast. We are continuing our update with you. How are you getting on today? Great. Thanks, Mark. How are you? I'm good, good mate. You. How are you doing? Good to see you. I'm doing really well. Less painful this t- today. The, 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 the old saddle pain is no longer there. I did give you a call last night. You were in the bath. <laughs> I was. After having a long two, I did about 22 kilometres that yesterday and uh, I needed to have that bath and, you know, just relax the muscle a bit. You're back out today. What distance have you covered so far, Phil? About 620k. Um, today's a long one. Today it'll be 54 kilometres so far. By the time I've got home, maybe 60 um, yeah, 620, which is a vast amount, really. You know, I know my bones. I think I've shrunk two inches. I think you have too. And you lost yeah. some weight. And not, that you were, not that you were heavy, I must say, in the first place. So, again, if people do want to donate to the cause, of course, it's the Phil Guida 1,000km walk cycle for Concert. Concert, yeah, they can do it two ways. So they either pop into Concert themselves down Parnell Street and just hand them, you know, whatever they want to do. Just say it's for Phil's 1,000km walk. Uh, or go on my GoFunding page, Phil 1000 kilometers Concert, 
whichever way they like, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll accept anything. Now, I believe the response has been pretty good too, hasn't it? Very good. I've, I've had a lot of good encouragement, response, but I'd say, I'm not going to say the figure, if that's okay at the moment. Of course, yeah. You know, um, but it, it's I'm over the, 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 the my, my original amount. Um, yeah, I've had this a lovely lady, I'll meet up. Well, not I meet up every week, but uh, she comes from Cullen and, and she loves the blue way and she got to know what I was doing. And we had a nice cycle today, the two of us. She's gone now, but I can't tell you who she is because she doesn't want to know who she, her name said on the podcast. So are people OK to join you on the cycle, part of the, part of the journey? Are you open for that? Absolutely, 100%. They can either do the whole lot, part of it, whatever. They can walk, cycle, whatever they want to do. And it's, it's great, actually, because it will give a... It, the time goes by quicker and, and just look at the blue way, you know, just to come along the blue way and it's just the most wonderful, beautiful. You see things that you don't normally see. In actual fact, you see things every day differently. I'm trying to think, what, what time would you roughly be down around the blue way? I know we're here by the, oh, they've got a new bin, look at that, the council, one of those belly bins. Uh, would you be around, say, I'm trying to think of the area you might be around, near the park? Near the park, yeah, just uh, just the, the, the car park. If they come down from the car park opposite the cemetery, I'm normally here, start here about nine o'clock with the bike. If it's walking, I start about 9.30 now. But they can meet me anyway, you know. Anyway. There you go. So you've heard it here. If you'd like to join Phil Guida on his 1,000-kilometre walk or cycle for Concert, he's around the Blue Way by the park about 9 o'clock in the morning. About that. Bear in mind, I've got about roughly 10 to 14 days left. And doesn't my body know it? I'm sure it does. Listen, we're all very proud of you. Well done again. And we'll check in with you next week to see how you're getting on. Great stuff. Thanks very much, Mark. And you have a great weekend, a great Easter. Thank you, Phil. Now, the Clubhouse Restaurant at Sleeve-Lemont Golf Club are now taking bookings for first Holy Communion parties for the 21st of May. For more information, call this number, 052-61-32213, or email sleevelemontgolfclub at gmail.com. Meanwhile, at the Railway Bar, formerly Kitty O'Donnell's, if you fancy some music, well, Crow Black Chicken are playing there this Easter Sunday, the 17th. Doors open at 8pm and tickets are €15. Euros. In case you do fancy a good night out over Easter. Staying with music, Pauline Scanlon is launching her brand new album, The Unquiet at Raheen House Hotel on Friday the 20th of May. This was RTE's album of the week recently. Tickets are £22.50 plus booking fee and Pauline and her band will be on stage at 8pm. Get more on clonmelworldmusic.com. Raheen House are holding a Prosecco afternoon tea with proceeds going to the Irish Red Cross Ukrainian Crisis Appeal. It's on tomorrow, Saturday, April 16th at 1pm. Tickets are €20 Euros per ticket. You can book at info at or call them on this number 052612140. The Lions Club are holding a collection in town tomorrow, Saturday from 10am to 4pm to raise funds for the Ukrainian Disaster Fund. They'll be located around the main guard, and any donations will be gratefully appreciated. Now, how about some meditation to help us all unwind and de-stress? Well, Twin Hearts Meditation takes place at St. Oliver's Parish Hall this coming Tuesday, the 19th of April at 8pm, followed by a mini pranic healing clinic. There's no charge, but donations are welcome, which go towards helping local charities. A flag-raising ceremony will take place on Easter Sunday at 11.30am in honour of the 43 Clonmel volunteers who fought for Irish independence in 1916. This will take place at the monument on Emmett Street by the prison gate. 
Clune Restaurant and Takeaway Service will be closed over Easter but will reopen on Tuesday the 19th of April at 9.30am. Love that place. A baby market selling nearly new maternity, baby and toddler-related items is coming to the Talbot Hotel Poppy Fields on Sunday the 8th of May. It's on from 12 to 2pm. Admission is €3 per person or €5 for two people. Get more information on www.babymarket.ie. Click on the events and the temporary section. Kids get to eat free over the Easter holidays at the M&S Cafe when you spend seven euros or more. Staying with the showgrounds, name it, have a sale on with up to 50% off. And A&E Jewelers are giving away a Clobo bracelet as they have just launched their brand new range. More on the Showground Shopping Centre Clonmel Facebook page. And the opening hours for the showgrounds over Easter are as follows. Saturday tomorrow, normal hours. Closed Easter Sunday. Back open again Easter Monday from 11am to 6pm. Bingo continues this Easter Monday at Hillview Sports Club with the jackpot at €1,000 and prize money standing at two grand. It all gets underway at 8pm and all are welcome. This year's Clonmel Darkness Into Light Walk takes place on Saturday, May 7th from the Clonmel Town Soccer Club in aid of Pieta House. Clarehan GAA Club are holding a virtual mizzenhead to Mallonhead cycle to raise funds for the club for lights, pitch, etc., it starts at Hands Daybreak on Sunday, 1st of May at 8am and finishes at 11pm at Harney's Final Furlong Pub. You can donate on their GoFundMe page or get more info on their Facebook page. Good luck to everyone taking part in that. As we mentioned last week on the podcast, Aldi on the Western Road are closing for 8 to 10 weeks from Monday the 18th of April due to refurbishments. So, uh, yeah, again, what are they doing? So many rumours going around. Is there a bakery going in there? Is there a restaurant? Does anyone actually know? Anyway, moving on. Fancy going to the cinema in town this week? Here's what's on. You've got The Lost City, starring Sandra Bullock, Brad Pitt and Daniel Ratcliffe. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore with Mads Mikkelsen and Jude Law. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, The Peter Rabbit Academy and Coming Soon, Downton Abbey, A New Era and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. For more, including bookings, go to imccinemas.ie. The Clummel Podcast, Job Spot. Now, jobs this week. Park Kitchens are hiring for a job based in Kushilan. They're looking for front of house staff in their canteen. Monday to Friday, 9am to 4pm. You can send your CV and cover letter to parkfoodmanufacturing at gmail.com. McCormick's Pharmacy are hiring. They're looking for someone to assist with social media, packing, processing orders and general e-commerce duties. You can apply with CV to hrpharmacy1 at gmail.com or call this number 05261 99329. The Immigrants Rest Bar, looking for staff. No experience necessary as full training will be given. You can drop your CV into the pub or email theimmigrantsrest at gmail.com. O'Reilly's Hair and Beauty are looking for an office administrator. 28 to 30 grand a year. More on ie.ind.com slash jobs. Busy bees in town are looking for early years practitioners. The ideal candidate must hold a FETAC Level 7 childcare qualification with a minimum FETAC Level 5 required to apply. Send your CV to Vanessa at busybeesclonmel.com. That's Vanessa at busybeesclonmel.com. Little in town are looking for a customer assistant. $14.90 an hour. Flexible shifts. More on ie.indeed.com. And finally, Homestead Clonmel are looking for a home care assistant. €12 Euros an hour 
Once again, go to ie.indeed.com slash jobs for more. If you would like to advertise a job on the Clawmel podcast, just email theclawmelpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, I can murder some Easter egg right now. I've got a chocolate craving for an egg going on. They're in the house somewhere. Chocolate and tea. That's what I fancy right now. A nice bit of egg and a nice mug of tea. The simple things, eh? Okay, time for this week's interview. And I met up with Paddy O'Mahony and Ricky Ryan from Big Bang Drumming. The Club Mail Podcast. I'm joined by Ricky Ryan, real name Paul Ryan, and also <laughs> Paddy O'Mahony from Big Band Drumming. Can we just clarify first, Ricky? Your real name is Paul, but you're known as Ricky. That is correct. I was, I was christened Paul. I was given the name Ricky after my dad, who plays drums many, many years ago, and it stuck. So vast majority of people would know me as Ricky and wouldn't have a clue that my name is Paul, except my mum and my dad. So you've learned something on the podcast. When you see Ricky in the street, call him Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Freddy or whatever, I don't mind. <laughs> Paddy O'Mahony, tell us about Big Band Drumming. How long have you been set up? Um, about 18 months. Mm. Yeah, about 18 months. So we kind of set up at the start of lockdown, I suppose. And uh, yeah, trying to grow it since. And uh, Explain Big Band Drumming to people who wouldn't know. So Big Bang Drumming primarily was started to, I suppose, bring uh, drumming and percussion education to schools. Um, so we run a diff- number of different programs, one for primary, which is called uh, Drums at School. And then we kind of run TY workshops and then various other stuff for corporate team building and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, that was the idea. And you've got a workshop coming up in May, is that correct? So we are starting the Beat Club um, in May, yeah, which is a kind of um, uh, an idea about bringing um, kids from 8 to 18 together um, to play as a kind of a drum unit. Uh, So, yeah. Is it tough to learn... Let's go to Ricky, Paul. Is it tough to... (laughs) (laughs) I'm confused For the sake of this interview, we'll just stick with Ricky. (laughs) Is it, is it tough to learn the drums? Uh, I know drum, you're probably going, no, it isn't because you're an accomplished uh, drummer. No, it's... <laughs> obviously, anyone can hold a set of sticks. So if we're talking about a drum set, mm. obviously, there's... It will take a bit of time just to... Obviously, you have to count and figure out where your hands need to be and use your feet. So if you have a bit of rhythm, it'll come a little bit quicker. If not, it just takes a little bit more time. But what we're going to do in B-Club is... It won't be drum sets or drum kits. It'll be individual drums. So everyone will have a drum and we'll try and get everyone to play collectively as a unit. And then maybe one section would play something, another section would play another thing, and another section would play another thing. So we're trying to bring everything together. So you don't need any ability to join this. I mean, we will provide the drums and we'll get everyone going. So would you be tapping the drums then with your, with your hands? Is that what you were saying? Uh, in, in, in for, for beat club, mm. it's probably different to what we do in schools. Beat club will be all stick playing. Um, so it, as well as kind of playing drums, there'll be kind of visual effects with sticks and stuff as well. So um, Explain yeah. the visual effects. So visual effects could be, I suppose, going back to our days in, yeah. in Banakilmala, we, we, we would have all sorts of uh, various different effects. So it's more kind of shapes and uh, um even you can kind of build a visual rhythm with sticks, you know, uh, from playing on the drum to coming up and holding sticks in different shapes and stuff like that. But uh, it's kind of hard to describe it. We kind of have to show, show it to you, you know. But, uh, yeah. I went to grab a set of drumsticks yeah. to show. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work on a podcast. It's going to happen here. How do people join for the Beats Club? 
so Big Club, um, so we've advertised it on Facebook and Instagram and it's the response has been brilliant. Like it's been really, really good. And I suppose it's something different the town doesn't have. And um, so they can just contact us on, on Facebook, Instagram, all our details are on there. This is Big Bang Drumming? At Big Bang Drumming. Um, yeah. Our email, uh, bigbangdrumming at gmail.com. Um, and our telephone numbers and everything are on our social and our website, bigbangdrumming.ie. So yeah, get in so contact anyway. All the details are there. All the details are there, yeah. So, Ricky Ryan. <laughs> what are you laughing for? It's quite funny you mentioned drums because were you kind of, when you were young kids, you wanted to become a drummer because it was the coolest person in the band was the drummer, wasn't it, really? Well, obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still is. And no offence to anyone members of bands who play other instruments no, at all. they're just not. That and the saxophone player, I think. Yeah. Still uh, not as cool as drums. Uh, but no, I suppose me personally, I was playing pots and pans, Paddy, um, I come from a drumming family as well. My dad played drums all his life. and This is Ricky? This is the real Ricky. Yeah. Uh, the big dog. Uh, so his brothers would all have been drummers as well. So it's just stayed in the family. And yeah, I remember just always hitting something with a stick or my hands or asking when I could go play the drums. Or So yeah, I'm still fully entrenched in it since a young age. And you're in uh, a well-accomplished band from Clonmel. Come they're, on. They're your words, not mine. No, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm uh, in Super Soul Machine, yeah. When were you guys formed? Uh, Ten years ago, maybe. Give or take a year or two, yeah. So, yeah, we're back gigging now. Thankfully. Thank God, eh? Thankfully, yeah. Long two years, but uh, that's good to be back doing a few bits again. Yeah, I mean, like most entertainers, bands, how is it for you guys when the COVID, the pandemic, when we couldn't? Go and see you play. Ah, look, it was a shock. I mean, everyone suffered. You know, mm. no one got away with, uh, with not doing anything. So we were, we just shut down. Couldn't do it. A lot of rescheduling and rearranging of. So I'm sure you had lots weddings. of bookings. Yeah. So we've still catching up on those. So yeah. So look, we're back. Past is gone. There's no point thinking about it. We, moving we, forward. Moving on. Moving on, yeah. And um, what about yourself, Paddy? Were in a band at all at any stage? Uh, various different ones over the mm. years, yeah. Mm. Mostly kind of original stuff. Um, but yeah, so we I have a group that we, I play with currently, uh, KG, we're called. So it's kind of a, it's a fun sort of cover group. Um, and again, you'd miss it when COVID came in lockdown. Um, but we, we got back together in, in October, meeting up on a Thursday night. And it's just a, a nice thing to be able to play with friends and like-minded people like you know so and you guys both again like i was talking to peter taylor there recently you're, you're both banner clue mellow boys yes ricky yep. we are ex-banner i suppose we're out of it a long time now but uh, we were probably joined when we were 10 11 9 10 11 1989 whatever there you go. There you. <laughs> there's a memory for you at 725 <laughs> uh, so yeah we were in it for a long time and got a great education from the banner we can't fault really it gave us we're still best friends and we have other friends that we were all in a drum line together that we're still best friends with to this day so did you guys meet in the band or did you know each other previously no we met in the band yeah i can actually remember the very first night meeting in the band and uh it was the old band hall across from the guard station which is pollard tom pollard's is it now upstairs there and uh yeah it's uh as ricky said it's it's given us a great education and, um, you know, 
always kind of refer back to something in the band to, to even when we're doing the workshops now and I suppose only for it we wouldn't be doing big band drumming you know um, so we've, a, we've the band to thank for that Do you miss the band at all? Uh, Do you ever get the chance to, you know, maybe don the uniform and... I don't think the uniform would fit me quite. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, do we miss the band? Yeah, look, we've... Fantastic memories of it. Absolutely fantastic. We got to travel, do performances in... We've been in England plenty of times. We've been in Holland, France. Uh, yeah, we've been everywhere, but miss it? Yeah, obviously we miss being young and doing those things, but I mean... We're still friends, obviously. We married, we're all married now, we have kids, and we don't meet up as much as we'd like to, but when we do, we generally talk about the old days, as like I mean, most it, people are age would. <laughs> it's a great idea. Why don't they have like a, a former member's performance, maybe a one-off? Yeah, I think, I think that if I'm right, the, the band have some sort of um, separate unit, don't they? The club and band something yeah it's kind of for the older age group to kind of meet up and stuff and i think like said uh, danny would kind of hit that up danny carroll so it's quite funny because you guys even though you didn't really know each other before banaclu mella right you kind of grew up in the same area is that right ricky we would have probably unbeknownst to each other yeah. until we were actually in the band yeah so i was up in schlevenmon road for many years and paddy was down the road in Davis Terrace, yeah. Davis Terrace. So I suppose we I still kept going up there after we moved away there from uh from Stephen Mon Road. Lovely so, area, Ricky, Stephen Mon Road. Lovely, great area, great times. Great memories of growing up there. Absolutely. Great adventures had up around the fields and surrounding areas. So yeah, great times. Great times. The phone box on the corner. The phone box, yeah. You had to be there at a certain time, take the call, or else you were going out on your own that night. <laughs> oh, that was a busy phone box, wasn't it? It really was. It was, yeah. I remember my uncle ringing from America to my nanny. Uh, had to be there at a certain time, things like that, yeah. Great times. Cross Atlantic calls. <laughs> call cards. But, uh, you know, brilliant, yeah. And where'd you go to school, Ricky? I went to Peter and Paul's primary and then on to the high school. And what was the plan? What did you kind of, what was in your head that you wanted to do? Was it musical? Oh yeah, I was going to be a rock star from, <laughs> from maybe high school on. That Who was, was your idol then, back then? Back then, well, probably John Bonham and uh, Pearl Jam. Just, I was going to be in Pearl Jam for a couple of years. Still, they're still going, so I still have a chance, but... Uh, that was the plan, but knowing secondary school, I didn't really have a plan. Mm. It was sort of just get out of school, really. <laughs> it's very hard, I think, when you're at a certain age and they, we used to have the careers advisor come around. What yeah. do you want to do? Oh, I haven't a clue. Uh, I remember our career guidance. I think I met with them for 10 minutes once in sixth year. And yeah, <laughs> that, that was it. It was like, what do you want to do? I'm not sure. Okay, next. <laughs> So that's not putting the blame on anyone. Obviously, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been a model student either. But you know, it wasn't. There wasn't a lot of help around. I think in terms of if you weren't, if you weren't mm. sure of what you want to do, you know, it's very that hard passion. at that age to distinguish what, what you want mm. to do. Absolutely. It really yeah. is. I was ended up being a printer for many years. Where'd you work? I was down in Shorefront, mm. Clonmel. So did you go just, there after school? Yeah, I was mm. in there part time after probably fifth year. Used to go in, do a bit for a few hours, and then. Where where were just, they then, Ricky? 
They were down by the courthouse. Ah, okay. So, yeah, I just fell into an apprenticeship. Just did it. Didn't really think about it, but I've always been playing and just went proper at it full time a good few years ago. So, no regrets. And you're teaching as well, are you? I do my own teaching, yeah, my own private lessons and stuff like that. Are you are you teaching drumming? Yeah, I teach drum set, drum kit. So look around here, I see the set There's of many drums. drums, yeah. I'm looking to sell a few if anyone wants to buy. I'm joking. Please don't give my address out. <laughs> but if people uh, do want to take drumming lessons, are you I'm available? Actually, I'm fully booked, thank yeah. God. I do as much as I, I want to do. So at the moment, I'm fully booked, but obviously you can be contacted and we could work something out. How do people contact you? You can find me on... Facebook or Instagram? It's Rick, ah, Rick, Rick, Rick Rock Drums. <laughs> Rick, Rick Rock Drums. Yeah. Not Paul Rock Drums. No. Doesn't, doesn't, Rock doesn't flow off the tongue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. that's where I can be found, yeah. So. And what about yourself, Paddy? Whereabouts? I know we, we distinguished Davis, Davis Road, Davis Terrace. Davis was it? Terrace, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So grew up around there. Uh, so you weren't too far then from the old dairy building? Yeah, right there? across the road. Actually, you look out my. My mom actually still lives there. You look out and you can see the dairy across the road and the old orchards and stuff. So, what's the story with that place? Uh, I, I don't know. It, it's it's in because it was an actual. Is it a shop? It was a shop. It was a shop. Um, when I was a kid, we yeah, there was people going in and out there to get their milk and stuff like that. And I just remember the orchards at the back. We used to go in there, stealing apples and stuff off the <laughs> off the tree. Careful, we were kids, and uh, and then um, I think the Nugent family had it, and I think they still have it. Um, and then when I got to kind of like eight, nine, ten, we used the front of their house as a part of the year. It could be Wimbledon. We draw a tennis thing on the ground, and then depending what what yeah, was on the World Cup was on, we could use their wall as a gate or whatever, or as, as a goal. So ah, look, yeah, it, it's because the old sign I think is still above the the shop. Isn't it, it is, yeah, yeah, still the there, yeah. That goes back years and years, years and years. And years. Yeah. It's quite funny because if you think back. It's very sad now. And I remember someone saying this a long time ago when supermarkets do really come in, yeah. you'll see the local shop closing yeah. down. Yeah. And if you even think, Ricky, around, you know, Stephen Monroe, there's quite a few shops around there then, wasn't there? There was. We were, before you started recording, we were talking about a Melody's Chipper. Melody's <laughs> Chipper? Oh, come on. Many potato cake and a bag of chips had from a Melody's. So it was a busy little area. Crescent is still there, obviously, that. That area. Yeah, Paddy O'Gorman shop, didn't you? Paddy O'Gorman shop, mm. yeah. You used to get the cone sweets mm. wrapped up in the paper. Didn't Paddy, God rest his soul, he, he was amazing at wrapping stuff. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. I remember going in there one day getting some rashes of bacon and he plonked them on the counter there, right? And he got the white paper out. He just, like a little parcel. Not yeah. a bit of sellotape needed at yeah. all. It was amazing. But tightly knitted together. Yeah, it was it, it was like, yeah. it was perfect. And then which is no longer the Cleary shop on the corner, Cross and Paddy's. God almighty. Oh, yeah, that's oh, I do remember Cleary's now. Tiny, yeah, really yeah, you yeah, get yeah. about two people in there. That's right, yeah. And that was it. Now it's gone off the I think it, it got caught fire there a few years yeah, ago. That's right. And it was demolished all, all yeah. altogether. But uh, and even down near you, there was other shops around Davis Terrace, wasn't there? If you're on the Waterford Road there, yeah, even up in Arden Green at the Bullring, there you had Tony McGrath's shop, mm. um, and I suppose I would have spent a lot of time in the Bullring growing up and in and out getting our fat twenty p frozen drinks from Tony's shop <laughs> and, and stuff like that. And talking about Paddy O'Gorman's, uh, my brother actually sent me a photograph only yesterday of Paddy in the shop. I think it's with his grandchildren or maybe his own children. But I remember going to school. It was the only shop you could go in and get apple jacks, fruit salads. 
And if you wanted to get a pen knife, you could possibly get a pen knife. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was brilliant, like, you know. And he was so lovely as well, Paddy. I remember one day, my mum sent me over, I think, five pounds sterling. And I got up to Paddy's. I was skinned. I had nothing. I went up to Paddy's. You know, I can eat. And I, get, I think it was getting those rashes at the time. Yeah. And I gave Paddy the five pounds. And he worked out the conversion the exchange rate to give me back the proper change, which I would have had a clue about, to be quite honest. Brilliant. Yeah, I know he was an absolute gentleman. Um, and I'd say, you know, to have that shop in the community back in that time, you know, would have been massive for, for that neighbourhood. You know, like the Bullring. Yeah, like the Bullring. Mm. And, and, you know, I've heard different stories of even Tony McGrath and, and Paddy O'Gorman helping people out who mightn't have had a whole lot of money and stuff, you know, and... I don't know, would you see that nowadays, you know? Very rarely. Um, so, mm. like, yeah, re real community-based shop. And um, you'd miss that kind of thing as well, yeah. yeah. I think it's sad. I suppose when you're young at the time, you don't really think about that. It's now oh. when it gets, I suppose, to our own age. That, God, it's, I remember that shop there going in there with yeah. a couple of pence or whatever and getting your penny sweet. Keep the book. Keep yeah. the book. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You pay at the end of the week or whatever. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, that was a big thing back in the day, as you said, where people mightn't have had much or yep. they could have had families uh, maybe working away who would send money over. Yeah. And they have a book. Home, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? And where did you go to school, Paddy? So Peter and Paul's as well. Uh, high school for a while. And left then and went to the tech. Why, why is he laughing when he said high school for a while? What <laughs> happened there? Look, Paddy's head. Uh, look, I, I suppose music was always kind of around, um, and I suppose with music, self-expression kind of comes to play, and long hair, and not, I suppose, adhering to wearing black shoes and stuff like that. I was good in school, um, pretty quiet if I remember, um, but there were certain people in school who didn't like if you had long hair and, mm. and so on. So I took the decision to, to move to the tech and at, for fifth and sixth year. And did my leave insert there. Um, something like Ricky found myself kind of applying my trade in with Hanley Controls straight out of school. Worked in instrumentation um, for years. I still do. I still work a few days a week for, for Hanley Controls and it kind of brings the constant income, I suppose. But it also gives me the opportunity then to, to do big band drumming a couple of days a week and still have the passion there and still be able to, you know, make a living from passion as well. Where where did that interest again? When I asked Ricky there in music, come from for you? Um, growing up, I suppose my granddad played a bit of saxophone and banjo. Um, he would have been in show bands years ago. I think they were called the Midnight Serenaders. Um, they would have played like the the halls and feathered and travelled around the country and heard different stories from him. Um, I remember always wanting to be a drummer. Used to pull out drawers from cupboards at home, turn them on upside down and play. But in 1988, my brother went to a Bon Jovi concert in Dublin um, and he was in the audience. And I think his friend with him was Andrew Donlin or I can't remember. And uh, Tico Torres was his drummer, threw out his sticks into the audience. Oh. And my brother Tony's friend caught the sticks. Why? And I remember him saying to Tony, your brother is mad about playing drums, isn't he? Here, give him the sticks. No way. And I remember Tony brought the sticks home to me and it was just like a dream. You know, these big fat like yeah. ones you wouldn't even use on a kit. Well, I wouldn't use on a kit, but obviously Tico hit bigger hands, bigger <laughs> hands, and uh, I had them sticks. They're probably still at home in the attic somewhere. Whoa, Ricky! Can you believe it? <laughs> They're probably still at home in the attic. 
and they're there and I remember breaking the backs of the drawers once I got these new drumsticks like before that I was breaking branches off the apple tree as sticks or you know using wooden spoons or whatever but I had a proper pair of drumsticks and then my brother was in the band in Balaclumala and I was tormenting him saying you know are they taking new people on and all of that so I went for the audition same time Ricky did and um, I remember going into Heron's Hotel Damien Sheen John Fitzgerald and they made you tap out a beat on the table and then the beat got longer and you had to kind of recall it and play it out with sticks and that was your aptitude tester your interview if you want to say and I remember bated breath waiting for the letter to come out so right. two or three weeks later arrived in the door and got into the band and it was just it was a dream like it was a pure dream to get in and meeting like-minded people like Ricky and friendships and stuff that grew over the years and a real strong core friends. I saw Peter Taylor was saying the other week as well that you do build up a, a great friendship with people in the bands, don't you? Absolutely. Like there's a lot of people we wouldn't have seen. We mightn't have seen in a long time from the band. If you do see them, you'll always have to chat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just brings you straight back. You have that connection. So we're a bit older and everything, but uh it is it's great. I can't say a bad word against the band really, like, you know, really forged our friendships and you know, what we like to do. And we all, as I say, we always go back to talking about yeah. the good old days. The good you old know? days <laughs> of the band, of course. The glory days. Again, Santa Peter, it was a big thing, was the uh, the mass at Christmas Day, wasn't it? That's and Peter right. and Paul's. Yeah, geez, that's right. We, it was a big we, gig. Yeah. It was a, a big gig and lots of preparation for that. Um, and it was the one day I'd say nearly every member of the band turned up, you know, to, to make sure they were there, I suppose. And then we had the Ferrari, didn't we? Some other nice lead up to yeah. Christmas, the Carol's nights and stuff like that. And oh, that was. You used to get well fed in the Ferrari. Well fed in the Ferrari, yeah. Did you? Yeah, you used to. Two masses, as far as I can remember now. You do one at 11 and one at 12, but after your 11 o'clock mass, you'd go in the back and the, the Ferraris would have a. Really? Lots of oh, what'd you have? Treats and really? Sweets, yeah. <laughs> Stuff that was right up my street at that age. <laughs> I'm sure you were thinking yeah, yeah. afterwards, oh, I can't wait to get something now. Yeah, that oh, was great. Well looked after. Yeah. There used to be about 15 drummers and about five drums to go around, so we were chopping yeah, and changing the whole thing. Back, back in the early days, uh, the, the, the I suppose, yeah, the concert band, we didn't have a whole lot of hardware or drums and stuff. And as the band, you know, fundraising and other things, we got more and more drums and uh, the drum line. There was probably 14, 15 of us in it at one point and a really strong drum name, like, you know, so, yeah. And Eve Whelan is your niece? Eve is my niece. What she's, a talent. Absolutely, yeah. She's And on top of that, an absolutely beautiful soul mm. as well. You know, she's a real uh, kind soul and uh, just a very nice person to be around, you know, um, but a very t- a huge talent in songwriting and singing. And, so know. Eve is my... F- my cousin, second cousin. Yeah. So are we related along the line then? Oh, we should say we are. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's on the other side. It's on her dad's side. Um, That's right. Who'd be my first cousin? Uh, Eve's mum was Tracy's my sister. And I knew Tracy years ago. Yeah, it's gas because Tracy kind of, where Eve is now at 19, mm. Tracy was in a band herself back in the day. Was she? What was her band with Tracy? I remember what it was. I've asked Tracy to come on the podcast. She won't come on and talk to me. <laughs> no. No. But like, talk, talk about, we, we spoke about Morris O'Sullivan earlier on and stuff and, mm. and the, the connection with Banner Clamella. Like, I think she was in a band with Morris. I can't remember who else was in it. It wasn't Boomerang, though. No, Boomerang was, was Morris, John mm. Corcoran, Andrew, Benny Cavanaugh and Fergal Carroll. Great band, actually. 
I used to go to see them in the, the wine bar. I was snuck in there when the I was wine bar. Thirteen, <laughs> Tracy actually. Yeah, so gallery in Gladstone. Gar- gallery was it the gallery? The gallery in Gladstone. Is that that's, what it was? That's what it was called, yeah. And it was my first ever gig actually. Tracy snuck me in there one night. <laughs> that's it. Blame Tracy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hope we don't mind Tracy. But good, good times and and kind of ignited my yeah. interest in in live music and then you had Magners which was oh do you know we always wanted to play and then when you get to 14, 15 you're in bands and you play there so there's a, a lovely barman in Magners called John O'Mahony he's my uncle oh what a lovely man yeah, we loved John O'Mahony yeah. we used to come over on holidays when we were coming over on, to Ireland to Clonmel and the first port or call was into Magners and to see John. What a lovely, lovely man he John, was. John used to call him doctor um, because people used to go in and kind of sit up at the bar and tell him all their qualms and a, a good listener. He really was. He, he was. And talking about him, he he, used to, he gave me a, a start, I suppose, when I was, I was drumming first before I went on to play guitar in my first band. And John gave me the room to use on a Tuesday night, I remember, and I could lock my gear away. There was a little room at the back of the hall. And then we'd go in, Ricky had a band, he was in a band called Swerve, and our friend was in another band, Strange Brew, and then he'd Blueberry Jam, and later on, then Boomerang Staircase, and God, there's so many different bands around, Changeling, The Winlots, Joyce, loads, yeah. I mean, is, is that a big thing? You mentioned the band Swerve there, uh, yeah. Paddy. Who comes up with a name? Is it kind of like, okay, we've got to think of a name of the band? God. Back then, I'm I, sure. Like, I'm it's gonna like, play, I'm gonna say, how, how the watch. hell did you come up with <laughs> Swerve? <laughs> I honestly have no idea. I was probably only 14 or 15. We've had many names before that, though. Many, many names. Now, I was talking to Morris recently, who told me that Boomerang Staircase. Am I right or wrong? Would you know about this? The band name came from Phil Carroll's having a boomerang by the. Is that right by the staircase? Yeah, I, I actually think I think it's still there. Um, if you if you go down halfway down the bar, you kind of see where the staircase yeah. is, and there's a boomerang. But uh, growing up, I know that Tracy and all that crew, John Cork and all them, they would have frequented uh, Phil's a lot. So I'd imagine, yeah, I, I'd say it's not a tall tale. I'd say it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully Morris will come on the podcast and clarify yeah, this yeah, for us. Yeah, so yeah, no pressure, race. Morris. <laughs> it's a great name, actually, boomerang staircase. Boomerang staircase, yeah. brilliant. Uh, Listen, it's been a pleasure speaking to you guys. And I always ask people this on the podcast as well. We go to you first, Ricky. Do you have a favourite part of Clonmel, a favourite place of Clonmel? Yeah, you know, I, I probably do. I quite like Murphy Lake. Yeah. You know? Very tranquil, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I would probably be out there three or four times a week, either driving through it or go for a walk out there with my kids. So, yeah, probably. Marleyfoot Lake? Yeah. See, Paddy's uh, stroking the beard now, thinking yeah, yeah. about his one. I, I probably have a few, but it's, yeah. it's probably my home patch, Negrina, mm. the Bullring area, and it just brings back great memories of growing up there and a real nice community, like you know. Why is it called the Bullring? Do you know? Uh, I don't. I don't. They used to bring cattle and stuff there back many, many, many years, years ago. ago. Mm. Um, I, I really don't know, but it was our. Wembley Stadium, it was our <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah, it was just <laughs> the focal point of all the people Griffith Avenue, Art and Green had come together. And yeah, that's probably my. I often go for a walk in town, even though I live out the country now, and I find myself walking down there mm. and just kind of casting back a memory of whatever, like our Tony McGrath shop getting my 20 pence uh, frozen drinks or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, good times. 
Okay, just to get back to Big Bang Drumming and the Beat Club once again, when is it starting? So it's starting the first Wednesday in May and I suppose we're, we, we, now we haven't kind of stated to anybody where it's going to be on and we're glad to say that it's uh, we've worked with uh, the South Tipperary Art, uh, Tipperary Art Centre and we are going to be hosting the workshop upstairs there on a Wednesday night, which is great and thanks to the Art Centre for, for helping us get that set up. Um, so yeah, starts the first Wednesday in May, it'll run to uh for may and june take a break for summer and then it kicks back on september again and hopefully we'll be taking in new students uh from september again and um yeah it's something that we hope to build upon over the next number of years and have a nice tight group or a unit to, to, to play and perform at some of the local festivals and um you know their parents and family can come and watch them as well and Brings a bit of a different kind of color to the town. Great idea, I love the of, idea. Uh, drumming, you know. So yeah, looking forward to it. And check out the social media pages for yeah. more details. So yeah, Facebook, Instagram, bigbangdrumming.ie, um, and as I said, just pop us a message. There's a few places left for for the start. Um, the, the, as I said, it's been great. We we have a lot of people signed up for it. Eight to eighteen years old, no experience required. Um, you know, and uh, more info then will be provided closer to the time. All right, Paddy O'Mahony and Ricky Paul Ryan, hey, thank you yeah. so much, guys. It's been a pleasure hearing your stories on the podcast well, thank this you, week. Mark. Well, thanks very thanks much for having us on. We appreciate it. Thank you. The Club Mail Podcast. Thank you, Paddy and Ricky. Thoroughly enjoyed that chat. So there we have it. That is the Clonmel Podcast for this Good Friday, the 15th of April. Big thank you for tuning in and listening. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email the Clomar Podcast at gmail.com. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, on the website, www.theclombellpodcast.com. Enjoy your Easter bank holiday, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. This podcast was brought to you by County Tipperary Skillnet. Flexible, industry relevant, subsidised training for people in business. Find out more at countytipperaryskillnet.com or call 052 61 91105. Skillnet Ireland is funded from the National Training Fund through the Department of Further and Higher Education, Research, Innovation and Science. You've been listening to the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West 10 Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast.